0: what's up everybody and welcome to the usual spectators podcast soccer edition i'm am Atwal, joined by jan rupanu hey well there's only one big story going around right now and uh, arguably the biggest story we've had in the last couple of years neymar to psg
1: uh yeah that 259 million dollar transfer which by every day by each passing days appears closer to uh Actually, becoming a reality here. Yeah, we've been getting reports
0: almost daily that this transfer's agreed upon, and they have to agree upon a contract. And it looks like they've done that now. Five hundred thousand a week over six years. This is a reported number. Uh, arguably, putting him in the top uh, top two paid world footballers. And uh, the the question: Do you think this is actually going to get done?
1: uh from all indications i mean it's really difficult to to gauge what's going on here neymar did play yesterday for Barca in that friendly and he scored two goals and uh you would think they wouldn't want to play a player who's on his way out uh, but at the same time belverde doesn't seem like he um wants to lose uh a neymar he's already come out and say that he's um looking forward to keeping neymar in, in Barca, and, and hopefully uh acclimating him to his uh his system
0: yeah from Barca's perspective I was actually pretty surprised that he did get the start because just in case if something goes wrong he gets mm-hmm. a mild injury transfers off which from Barca's perspective maybe that's what they want mm-hmm. but <laughs> but on the PSG side of things I would think their episode would be probably telling Neymar hey set this one out just uh keep yourself out and keep yourself healthy and let's get this move done.
1: Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking here too, but uh, interestingly enough, I don't think there was any comments uh, from Neymar or from anyone regarding the uh, situation. And I read today that Messi um, removed some pictures of Neymar from his Instagram page, which, uh, I mean, it's all, uh, I guess it's all uh, tabloid uh, tabloid level uh, investigating investigative uh, journalism here, but... Uh, that's kind of uh, that's kind of surprising as well. Uh, I think this one looks like it's going to get done. It just seems uh, like there's too much smoke uh, this time around. And uh, yeah, I think we'll see uh, Neymar in a PSG jersey sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, that's the interesting part of this whole situation when uh, there's two high-level clubs involved, there's a high-level player involved, but we're not getting any reports directly from the source. We have a bunch of um reporters are saying they have sources close to the situation reporting but as we found out with Neymar and Barcelona and it seems like every year this is the same thing where he's going he's leaving he just doesn't want to play in Messi's shadow anymore he wants a ballon d'or um but you know ends up just being just a negotiation tactic by his father just to get higher wages
1: yeah, I think that's uh, that's happened in the last two years. And I was reading earlier this morning that uh, Neymar's father had offered him to a few clubs in the Premier League as well, hoping to see if the Manchester clubs would be willing to pay the um, pay the enormous release clause, but it appears it was just PSG who um, actually was able to make it work and is uh, willing to uh, put forth that kind of money for uh, arguably one of the top five players in the world who, uh, by all by all estimates, he has the potential to be one of probably the best player in the world, but he hasn't really put it together yet. Um, I think, yeah, as we said earlier, I think this is probably going to happen this time around, and I think it's a I, it's a questionable move for all parties involved. I would say.
0: Yeah, let's go under the assumption that this transfer does get through. Um, let's look at it from PSG side making such a huge buy, and then assuming that they become a world like a Champions League contender. I'm not seeing that in year one. Maybe this is like a building block. Yeah, you get Neymar. This so will attract more some of the top level football players in the world to come to the club and
1: then you can actually make a run at the Champions League. But this is
0: a club that didn't even win their own league.
1: Yeah, that's right. They I think uh, Monaco won last year, correct? yeah Yeah, so and maybe they're just trying to uh, I mean look at what Monaco's done this year right? already. They've already sold off Bakiako and Benjamin Mendy looks on his way out and they're gonna lose a lot of um a lot of their starters from last year, and if Mbappe goes, even if they don't make this move, I think PSG has enough. PSG has enough talent to win the league. Just because, heck, they're one of the more expensive teams in the world compared to the compared to the teams in France, where you have Lyon and you have Marseille and you have uh, Monaco. Who are really the only their their only real rivals here. the The mess the Neymar move here does. Um, I think it helps them solidify themselves as the best. Team in the French league, uh, I just don't think it's going to make them uh It's going to make them better, but I still don't think they're going to be able to win, win it all in the Champions League. There are rumors that they're looking at Alexis Sanchez as well. If you can acquire Alexis Sanchez and Neymar, I think that makes you that definitely does help quite a bit. Then I'd be willing to uh, probably say they are a legitimate Champions League contender. But with Neymar alone, I'm I'm curious what it's really going to do in, in in terms of the Champions League
0: yeah because adding Neymar to this club I don't see making a huge difference in Champions League but what he can be is like that building block and then for the player himself like Neymar obviously all world talent but what he's surrounded by as well yeah when you make a transfer purchase of 259 million you're gonna expect him to score like 30 plus goals and
1: um, to be the man right
0: yeah exactly and as we found out in soccer, that you just can't be the man by yourself. Like, you need support. And a huge factor in this is they're probably best midfielders, Verratti, and Verratti's going to be looking to leave, yeah. regardless of it, whether if Neymar is bought or not.
1: Yeah, it's, I'd be curious to see what happens to Verratti. And uh, just looking at what PSG does have, I mean, uh, Di Maria has been good for them since they uh, got him from, from, from United. And I mean, Javier Pastore is getting older. Edison Cavani, uh, good striker, but his conversion rate uh, can be better. Uh, Lucas Morley hasn't shown anything. They do have some good defenders in Marquinhos and uh, Thiago Silva. Looks like Serge Aurier might be on his way out as well. And, I mean, Adrian Rabiot finally uh, looks like he's uh, going to be a world-class football footballer potentially. And I think Danny Alves here, uh, that might be one of the reasons why Neymar wants to go as well. I believe he is very friendly with uh, Danny Alves. All in all, I think for Neymar in the long run this move it might work out but it's definitely not going to lead to a championship for PSG and it's going to cripple Barcelona regardless of who Barcelona can uh, can even bring in yeah for Barca's side like
0: that amount of money it's funny it's uh it's a huge amount of money but it's not going to help for this year where this is a club who's trying to win the Champions League and are already a step behind Madrid yeah. And they're looking to improve their squad. If Neymar's gone, you have that money. I don't know the players that you'll be able to bring in in year one just to acclimate to the system. And Valverde's a new coach, so his current team's not even acclimated to the system. That's a good part. Um, even in the preseason game yesterday, they were trying out some different tac- things tactically. And uh, Messi was actually dropping into midfield and uh, kind of playing Neymar into spots where he prefers. And um, that's what I'm... Talking about where, if Neymar is gone, then you got to put Messi back into his best position, and then you have to make buys to support him.
1: No, that's a great point. I think in the last podcast, um, I had pretty much said that I th- expected Neymar to take a step forward and show himself to be one of the best footballers in the world, and I expected uh, Barca to win the league and uh, and the Champions League as well. But this move is gonna really hurt him. I mean, as good as Neymar is, and we 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 do agree that there are some aspects of his games that he should continue to build on. Um, maybe durability is one for sure. I think losing him, you're not gonna be able to replace that skill that Neymar brings in the wing, on the wing, especially uh, his pace, his uh, his control. He can drop back into uh, a deeper role as well. Um, he's a fantastic fantastic crosser. I mean, it's gonna be very difficult for. Barca to bring in anyone at this point who's going to be able to make that that same effect on on, on the club but there are a ton of uh, options that have been listed or or players that have been linked with Barcelona Uh, it's just a matter of is it too late in the transfer window to actually realistically get get some of these world class players
0: yeah and when you get this late into the transfer window there's always where you have to pay sort of an extra amount like an extra tax on each player and some of these players that they're going to be looking at they might actually have to pay the release causes instead of negotiating with the teams. Um, the heaviest link has come with Juventus and Paulo Dybala. Uh, I think uh, there were some reports that they made an $80 million bid, but that was uh, rejected. So they might have to pay his release clause, which is closer to $100 million. But uh, let's say if they do get the $259 million and you're the Barca management, what players are you looking for?
1: Yeah, they've been linked with, uh, I think, Verratti almost since this transfer window started, and it looks like uh, Paris or PSG doesn't want to sell him. Um, uh, It'd be nice, I think, bringing in a Verratti is the kind of player that Barca has missed the last few years. They do need some more skill in the midfield. Uh, I mean, Ines is getting older. Rakitic hasn't really been the same player since his first two years with Barcelona, and expecting Pisquets to to, to shoulder, the road, shoulder the load in not only the Champions League finals or Champions League games and the, the league games as well. It's a little bit too much to ask. I think Vrati would be a good buy here. Dybala, a uh, dynamic uh, footballer. He's more suited for a central role anyhow or a central striking role. Uh, I'd be curious to see how he fits on the wing, but he's a fantastic talent and he's so young. I, I almost think if they sell Neymar, they're going to bring in Dybala for sure.
0: Yeah, and the Messi is is also a fan just that Argentinian link and uh, a lot in the Argentina media have said that Dybala is the next big thing for that country but he's more of a central player to me I don't think he has the speed or, to get down the wings obviously he has all the skill in the world but Suarez usually mans the middle and I don't know if you want to put him as a, like a attacking midfielder maybe behind Suarez but uh on the wing, there's some options in Mbappe, who many believes is like, the next big thing. And then Dembele on the other side for BVB. He's already asked to play for Barcelona, but uh, his release cause has been too high. And then uh, Philippe Coutinho. I don't know if uh, Barca will go after a Brazilian after losing a Brazilian, but uh, mm-hmm. they recently made a bid for 72 million that was shut down.
1: Yeah, ultimately, I think if they can bring in a few of these guys, you, you you might not be able to replace Neymar one for one. But if you can bring like three of these guys in, it makes you a better club. But it's just a matter of if this had happened about two months ago, where uh, Valverde has more time to acclimate these players to the system and, you know, really figure out the formation that's going to work best. It's, it's tough when something like this drags on this far late into the um, transfer window. I think um, like the guys you just pointed out there, Coutinho would be a great buy for them as well. If you can see a, a midfield combination of Coutinho and Baratti and then you throw in a ball there as well, that does overall make them a, a better club. It just might take them some time. That first few months in the in the league season might be a little bit of an acclimation period. Uh, Dembele from uh, from Dortmund, I I've I've said yeah, there has been a link for quite a bit of time here. It's, I think he's gonna be a little bit more difficult to get out of out of Dortmund just because I think his release clause is a little bit higher as well. Ultimately, I think if if Barca does lose Neymar, they're gonna be able they're gonna spend the money to get these guys. Mbappe is the one where I think in it makes too much sense for it to not happen, but it looks like Monaco is gonna hold out for the highest bid, and you know what? That might actually come from a Madrid instead of a Barca.
0: Yeah, Zidane did say this morning that uh, they're looking for a striker after setting, selling selling Morata, and then. Milan might come with uh, over $100 million for Mbappe. But uh, if you're Barca and you have the choice now, do you just say, All right, Neymar, thanks for your time. We did win a Champions League. Uh, It's time for you to go just because you don't want to deal with this every year? Because Barcelona is a club that players want to play for. Yeah. Not a club where players use leverage to get higher contracts. This is arguably the first time. this happened where a player is kind of using them as leverage every year just to get higher wages. When your club of uh, Barca stature, it might be time to say, "Okay, thanks for what you've done, but it's time to move on."
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that as much as it's gonna hurt to lose him, if he really does feel like he's being overshadowed by Messi, and he's gonna keep doing this every year just to get a better contract ultimately it might be time to just let go i don't think you're going to be able to get much more from him next much more for him next year this is a ludicrous bid it i mean financial fair play doesn't even exist at this point it i would if ultimately if you had to say yes or no as much of a talent as neymar is just do it get him get him off your team Bring in some of these uh, younger guys that we've mentioned it might not help this year they might not be able to win this year but i think for the future if they can acquire some of that young talent they're going to ultimately be a better team for it
0: yeah i wanted to get into financial fair play a bit and it seems like these rules can easily be circumvented there's reports that uh qatar will be funding neymar the transfer fee and then he'll buy himself out in a way to uh get around the financial fair play rules um uh, seems like that none of the big clubs are actually threatened by the financial fair play l- rules which uh I guess it's gonna hurt football overall because comp- competition levels are gonna be decreased.
1: Yeah, I, 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 mean, PSG was a violator of financial fair play in twenty fourteen, I believe, where they had to, they had to pay a fine and they had their Champions League roster was reduced by a few players. I honestly don't understand these loopholes. It seems, it seems like they're gonna be able to balance the books by bring if they're if they pay this fee for Neymar they're gonna have to sell at least maybe Verratti and maybe another player just to make it closer to even Uh, but again yeah what what is financial fair play I don't I doubt they've made as much money as they're going to be spending this year especially if they're able to acquire Alexis Sanchez as well so financial fair play is certainly in the case of PSG I mean is it even is it even any sort of barrier for them
0: yeah doesn't seem to have an effect on these clubs like some of these clubs are getting major funding like uh, for example ac milan as well bringing in all these players and uh the chinese ownership yeah and there's nothing going out just to kind of even out values uh it'll be interesting if this is renegotiated or if it's just done away with like nobody's even um following these rules another one of those candidates is manchester city uh Spent over 300 million on defenders and goalies now. And uh, there's reports that uh, Benjamin's and Mendy's on the way for 52 million. Yeah. And uh, signed uh, Danilo today for 25.
1: Yeah. uh Manchester City definitely has had the busiest transfer window from for any Premier League team. I mean, you look at Danilo for, what, 20, almost 30 million. Kyle Walker, they paid 50 million for. Ederson arrived earlier in the transfer window for almost 40 million. And then Bernardo Silva and now Benjamin Mendy looks like he's close. Yeah, this team certainly has made a ton of moves comparatively to their counterparts. Again, I've, I've never been the biggest Pep Guardiola fan just considering... He's a good manager who got a lot of credit for playing with arguably the best team ever assembled by his predecessor in Barcelona. And wherever Guardiola has gone, it seems like his, his solution is just to spend the most money and eventually it's going to work. And uh, certainly that's what he's doing in City.
0: Yeah, like the squad is, I guess, this is probably the first Premier League squad, I'd say, in this transfer window that addressed all their needs Yeah, right on the money and now are set to go like this is a make or break year I would say and to seeing uh, if this if these buys are actually working like Pep's system is actually implemented because he has everything he wants now there's no excuses we already knew that their attacking forwards were stacked and now on the back end they'll have fullbacks who want to play a style. Uh, Mendy and Walker both players who like to get ahead and um, overlap on each run and uh, Danilo Coming from Madrid, kind of a disappointment at Madrid, but uh, uh, people still view him as uh, one of the most skillful right backs in the world.
1: Yeah, Daniel. The, the, the people have definitely sourdaniel a little bit, considering he didn't really work out in Madrid, but Madrid uh, really didn't give him much of a chance either. Uh, the one issue that I have with City, I think they they do need another striker. Um, Aguero seems to miss more times. He seems to almost always uh, have a have a knock, whether it's his hamstring or. Whatever, he misses a few games. I don't think you're going to go into this, the league with with Wilfred Bonnie as your as your backup striker. I think Mbappe definitely has been linked to City. If they acquire Mbappe, I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know if financial fair play exists for this team <laughs> either, considering how much they've already spent in this window. But again, yeah, they've um, perhaps certainly made a ton of buys. I mean, last transfer window or last year, we brought in Leroy Sané and then uh, Gundogan and a few other guys, and now and John Stones, for example, those were all very expensive buys and he's only continued that trend this year. It does look like City has on, on paper the, the not only the best squad but the deepest squad um in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, coming off a third place finish and now addressing these needs like the fullbacks from last year were Kolarov and um Sanya, I think. Yeah. And this is just a complete difference like so this team's definitely I think City's uh, setting itself up for uh championship or bust and then uh the champions from last year finally get their striker in Alvaro Morata.
1: Yeah, it uh, finally looks like that was one of the more or the longest rumored uh, potential buys that City or that Chelsea was very interested in Morata. Uh, and Morata had his probably his best year as a pro um under uh Antonio Conte in Juventus when he was on loan there.
0: Yeah, this is this is a move that was desperately needed like Costa, we knew it wasn't going to come back, and uh, uh, that left him with only one striker. And Mishi, but Mishi's uh, been tearing it up during the preseason. So maybe there'll be a small competition if Conte allows it. But he seems to be a big fan of Murata.
1: Yeah, uh, even like leading up to the last few games of last year, and even for Belgium, uh, Mishi, um, he definitely did show that he has that skill to be a, a future first team, first teamer, or first team starter, I should say. Uh, I think the only concern, the issue with him was his consistency, because we forget he's only 23 years old. He's still a very young striker. And uh, competition's always good for, for any team. Uh, especially, I mean, uh, Murata, He's definitely has a ton of skill, but he hasn't really played a full a full schedule at any level. I mean, other than that one-year event, he's almost always been a complimentary striker who comes off the bench. And he was effective with uh, Real even last year. I think he had 15 goals overall in competitions. Uh, but now you're going to expect him to play every single game, not only in the Champions League and but the Premier League as well, and then the FA copies and get starts. So it's it, I think as it was a good buy because they couldn't have gone to the year you know, with just Mishi as a striker. Uh, I think they do still have um, they do still have some younger players on their squad. Maybe a Kennedy could play more of a striking role. I don't think so. So this buy of Murata really does help. <clears throat> does help Chelsea. Because now they have not only one good starting striker, but a backup striker who seems like he's um, he's developing his game and he wants to compete for that starting role as well.
0: Uh, yeah, with the Murata, he's kind of uh, always been uh, held in high regard just because of his per-minute production. Yeah, that's um, right. So... Uh, wherever he's been per minute, he's been a superstar, and then everybody loves to extrapolate those minutes to like a full 90 to see what he could do. Like If he puts up those type of numbers, then this buy is completely worth it. Uh, Conte actually came out today and said that he sees Murata and Lukaku at the same level, so he got a bit of a discount with Murata, and uh, maybe uh, that can upgrade the squad depth, because this team starting 11 is stacked, but behind that it's looking pretty bare. Yeah,
1: I think that's the one issue that Chelsea's going to run into here. Uh, for whatever reason, Chelsea seems to be actually complying with financial fair play. They've they've sold probably about as much as they've they've brought in, and then when in their revenue that they've generate every year and the new Nike sponsorship deal for their jersey, it appears like Chelsea's actually having a, a pretty even uh, even in and out percentage here or expenditure here. Yeah, but this- you're you're. You're right, though. they all, all, In terms of their bench, I mean, uh, Nemanja Matic is a good guy to have on your bench, but by all indications, it looks like he's going to be on his way out. And you'll have maybe Willian on your bench and maybe a Kennedy, but that's really about it. And maybe an Antonio Rudiger. But you really don't have a ton on your bench in terms of a, of a, of a, good, a good attacking midfielder. I mean, Fabregas, I suppose, is going to start off on the bench. But it'd be nice to get a second guy there as well because Fabregas, uh, I mean, he's a good player still, but I don't think he's the same player he was about five years ago.
0: Yeah, like matchage rumors have been constant, and I guess the uh, United's been uh, the top contender to get his services. But uh, Chelsea's been holding out for fifty million. If you get that fifty million, yeah, then you can maybe get a buy or two that can help the midfield. But even like the wingbacks, uh, Alonso and Moses, I don't see um, like ready-made fill-ins just in case their injury happens. Because before the past season, Victor Moses used to pick up a couple of injuries.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I know with Danilo, Danilo was uh, rumored to be one of Chelsea's uh, They were looking at him quite significantly, but he ended up choosing City over over Chelsea. Uh, yeah, I, I think they need to in, on those, especially that that wing back position. And Moses, and oh, I mean Alonso when they bought him in last year, was a godsend. He had a fantastic year, but it's obviously nice to have a have a guy on the bench um, to replace him. And I think that's kind of what the story of Chelsea's going to be if this team can stay healthy. They have a chance to. I, think, I still think they're ultimately going to win the league. But when you're competing in the Champions League and your Premier League, you do need you do need, need some better roster depth. Um, like, for example, in the preseason, they were playing Fabregas as a holding midfielder yesterday, and he wasn't very effective in that position. So if, if Bakayoko picks up a knock or if Nigoli Conte picks up a knock, they're definitely going to be in trouble here.
0: Yeah, and like you said, following financial player play, it doesn't really make sense they need to go the other way this is a club that's making a ton of money so uh every other club in the premier league seems to be uh amongst the bigger clubs seems to be uh, uh disregarding financial fair play because united's uh Mourinho said he's still looking for two more buys and then uh, see so, yeah, as we already mentioned city's going all out uh but i think chelsea with that starting 11 still to me is a top four team no problem but uh a little bit more depth if they want to focus on Champions League and for sure and EPL, then yeah, they're gonna have to look for that. But uh, I know preseason is preseason, but uh, anything that's caught your eyes recently?
1: Um, uh, well, that Chelsea game from yesterday, I saw Chelsea put up some, I mean, Arsenal look didn't look very good at all. Lacazette in yesterday's game, uh, doesn't look like a guy who can really create a ton, he's more of a complimentary player, in my opinion. Uh, the Ericsson goal was amazing from yesterday that you you, you showed me. Um, I, I don't put too much stock into preseason generally, just because the it's it's a friendly at the end of the at the end of the day, and there's not just that much there's not as much um, push from the players to really play their best.
0: Yeah, preseason seems to be kind of uh, just to get your conditioning right and uh, mm-hmm. maybe implement some new tactics. But uh, from what I've seen so far uh arsenal fans do have a reason to worry uh, i didn't see much of anything in the couple of games they played they played the ones against byron and one against chelsea and in both of those that looked pretty lackluster like this is a club that desperately needs to keep alexis i think he's yeah. he's by far in a way their best player other than that like you said it's more about just figuring out things where you are with your team and um kind of assessing whether yeah, do you need a last buy of the season before things start ramping up or not?
1: Right, no, I think that's what most teams are, are using the preseason for. I, I mean, not to go back to Neymar, what Neymar was able to do in that 45 minutes yesterday was impressive, I and mean, that's Neymar at his best, but it might be probably the last time we see him in a Barca jersey if uh, all these uh, reports are correct.
0: Yeah, that, that'll be pretty painful for a Barca fan myself to see Neymar score twice in 45 and... I think he had like six or seven chances too in the first forty-five minutes. Just shows you type of quality he has. But um, that'll do it for today's episode, and we'll we'll keep a track on the Neymar situations. Things seem to turn by the day, but I think uh, who knows? Maybe by the time we come back on here, that uh, his dad will have negotiated higher wages with Barca. Yeah, you
1: never know, right?
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah you guys can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at the usual spectators and subscribe to us on iTunes, or we always throw up our SoundCloud links on uh, all those social media sites, but uh, we'll see you guys soon. All right. See you.